Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wannabe Entrepreneur, the podcast about what's really like to bootstrap a company. And today we have another interview. Here with me is Camille Blanchot. Hey Camille, how are you? Hey, I'm good, and you? Very good. Thank you so much for, for taking the time to speak about community building, Notion. And first of all, how was it? Like, was I able to say your name properly? Yeah, yeah, you did it right. <laughs> okay. Camille is originally from uh, France, uh, but is living in Portugal, Cascais. Great, great place near the ocean. I really love it. So really nice. We have the same time zone, which always makes everything simpler. And uh, today we'll be speaking about community building. And uh, Camille is uh, the, um, let's say, organizer of the both Notion France and Portugal Notion community, right? Both of them? Also, yes. Okay, yeah. really cool. And uh, I'm super excited to learn more about your journey uh, taking this, this challenge and also learning more about Notion because it's a no-code tool that everyone is using nowadays. And uh, I find it really interesting because it's probably one of the few companies that have such a strong community. They have like Notion communities everywhere, all over the world. And I find it really interesting. And, and I love to see how like passionate people are to, I don't know, to celebrate Notion and they have events and stuff like that. So I, I find it really, really interesting. So to kick things off, I would like to ask you, Camille, to give a little introduction about yourself. I was check checking also your LinkedIn before, and I, I saw that you also did some work with horses and stuff <laughs> like that. So I found it really interesting. Yeah, if you look at my LinkedIn profile, it's going to be <laughs> chaotic because I did many things in, in life. And that's, that is a good representation of me. I like to try things, you know, and mm -hmm. I like to... Yeah, experiment a lot. So um, I started my career very soon after I turned 18. I finished high school. Then I went traveling. Then I started uh, working in sales, in retail, for like three years. After okay. that, I got tired of it. Then I moved um, around France. Then I came to Portugal for the first time. Ended up working a little bit in tourism, studying tourism also. And then when I decided to move to Portugal, that's when things have been a bit more complicated, obviously, because you're an expat. Things are not as easy as your own country. And I did a little bit of everything. So I did uh, start working in customer support uh, for Airbnb and for Google Ads. And in between those two experiences, I worked uh, with horses. I was taking care of horses from um, dressage um if, if, if you don't know about horses, it's like a stable, it's like a <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like a, one of the biggest uh, in the world. So, and I actually knew that school ever since I was a kid. So for me, it was like a really a dream come true. You grew up with horses or something like that? Yeah, sort of. I always had this passion for horses. I was reading everything about horses, like always <laughs> having toys. I was trying to ride, uh, but my mom couldn't have like, couldn't pay for the regular lessons. So I would yeah, go, you know, from time right? to time. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But I did, I did have some lessons sometimes, <laughs> um, okay. and yeah, it's it's like one of my patients. So definitely a big part of my life. The thing is, working with horses is very, very demanding, especially physically. Um, it's really okay. hard. <laughs> it's hard work. 
and what yeah. we call otécol, which is like the top level uh, dressage. So the horses really do some sort of like movements. Imagine if it was dance, it would be like ah. top level dance, a bit like ballet for horses. <laughs> like in the Olympics, right? That you see it yeah, in the Olympics yeah, or something. Yeah, exactly. And ah. so I was taking care of the horses. I was cleaning them. I was uh, giving them food, medicine if they needed. I was preparing them for the riders to ride, cleaning the stables. And yeah, and that's wow. basically it. But there are like 40 something horses there so that's a uh -huh. lot of uh, work so so yeah i did Is that it, for did you learn that there i uh, already did that before uh like mostly volunteer experiences a bit throughout my life and but yeah it was my first time being employed doing that and it wow. was great but it was really tiring so i imagine, at the time yeah. it was just too much <laughs> mm -hmm. does but, it pay well no not so much <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. also the problem you have to wake up like really early your body is completely you know tired from all the manual work and yeah. And, yeah, and the pay is not fantastic so mm -hmm. so so tell me so wh where do you grew up in in france actually you said you moved around in france but a lot yeah i was born in dax which is like not too far from biarritz so on the okay. southwest uh, coast. Okay. Then I lived most of my childhood around Bordeaux. Then mm -hmm. when I was a teen, I moved nearby Montpellier and in Montpellier, which is like right. south but center. Mm -hmm. Then uh, when I turned 18, I went to Nice and I lived ah. in Nice for three years. And yeah, basically that, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. And then soon after I came to live here in Portugal. What, what did you think of Nice? It's a very interesting city. It's beautiful, honestly, really yeah. beautiful. Um, but it's, <laughs> I don't know. The mindset is weird. Uh, that's all I can say. It took me yeah. a long time to make friends, and, and yeah, it's not the easiest city to come as a foreigner. Let's say, even even if you're French, if you're not from the you know from the region, you're being yeah. seen as a foreigner. So it's a bit difficult. Mm -hmm. No, I, I felt so. Nice is close to Saint Tropez and all yeah. that, right? Yeah. Because uh, I was there, uh, and I felt that everything was so kind of posh and mm -hmm. expensive, yeah. and I, I like, <laughs> no, I don't fit in here. Like, what is this? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely. <laughs> but it's yeah. really beautiful for sure. But uh, yeah, I felt like yeah, the atmosphere is like for I don't know, yeah, rich people or something. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. But the region is beautiful. Like, you yeah, can definitely. enjoy it. It's, it's great. Definitely. Yeah, I, uh, I totally agree. Why did you travel so much? When I was a kid, I didn't have much uh, say in the process. It's just like life happening, you know, like right, the right. jobs yeah. of the parents and stuff like that. Uh, so we ended up moving a lot. But then I, I just love moving. I love discovering new places. So it just became an habit almost. And right. Now I'm starting to break the habit, but I used to be never longer than two years in the same house, which right. is crazy when you think about it. Um, and yes. so, and so after a certain time, I always get the the feeling inside that I need to move, you know, like physically move. It's like almost when you want to scratch, you know, that you feel like you have an itch. Yeah. It's the same. Like I felt the need to move, but now I'm starting to stop that and learn how to be, you know. Mm -hmm. more grounded and more stable which is not very yeah. easy <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, I understand so i guess there's this passion for adventure and mm -hmm. and yeah. our our brains get excited with new inputs and when your inputs start being always the same i don't know if you have this but sure. like for me it happens this kind of 
semi-depression after a great holiday. I don't know if this happens mm-hmm. to you, but like yes. I go and I do something, let's say skiing, for example, something that mm-hmm. I haven't never done before. And it's like, wow, this is so cool, so different. And then after like a week or so, I return home and my brain goes into this like kind of depressed mode, like, oh my God, this is so boring. <laughs> yes. You know, this is like so boring compared to, to what I was just doing one, one week ago. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know if, if you can relate to that or not. But. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Happened to me. Like I remember going to Rome in 2016 for the second time. It was my second yeah. trip there. And coming back from that trip, just one week in Rome, I, I felt the same. I was like, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> what am I doing in life? Like everything just yeah starts taking yeah. a turn. But it goes away. Thankfully, the feeling goes away. Yeah, yeah. Usually. Yeah. <laughs> Usually. <laughs> How does this affect you uh, professionally? Um, can you stay at a long time in in a job? Uh, did you do? You, would you say that you have like an entrepreneurial mindset as well? Yeah, definitely. I think I didn't realize it for a long time, but maybe yeah. part of the reason why I was always changing jobs is because I was getting bored very quickly. I adapt yeah. very fast. Like I, I can learn like pretty much anything you tell me, except maybe mathematics <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, but I mean, things that are, I don't know, I just learn easily. Like if you tell me I'm trying to match, you know, and pay attention and I just reproduce until I get it right. And and that has helped me a lot because I've been working in very different industries, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> working with horses, working with, yeah. uh, you know, in tourism, in sales, in customer support, now in communities and just like so many things that I'm doing now. Yeah, crazy. Um, yeah, just because I, I love to learn. So that that is helpful. But definitely in the past, I've struggled with feeling stuck, you know, and mm-hmm. they're just like the feeling stuck in a place, like physically, you know, living in right. a certain place. I felt the same at work. And sometimes I would, you know, for example, I had a, one of my first job. I stayed there for like two years and, uh, and something. And mm-hmm. after a while, I was like, you know what? It was paying well, well enough for what it was. Um, I was living nearby my job, so I could walk easily to, wow. to work. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, and it was in Nice. So, I mean, like, I had, uh, objectively, I had a good life. Yeah. Um, and and I just felt super stuck. I was like, I do not see myself doing this for, you know, how yeah. many years? I need to change. I need to learn something else. I need to just switch. Um, and I think I was just not realizing that I wanted to work for myself in a way, mm-hmm. and this started hitting me after, actually, in 2016. That's more or less when I started paying attention more to blogging at the time, <laughs> um, blogging and freelancer world, but it took me a mm-hmm. long time to actually start, <laughs> yeah. uh, to actually do something. Because So I, before that, you never did any entrepreneurial project, anything related I, to I that? I tried, I tried, like I created many blogs, like travel blogs, lifestyle yeah. blogs, stuff like that, um, websites and stuff like, like with WordPress mostly. I did try to register as a translator also, but then I realized mm-hmm. I, I had many, you know, little phases that I would try to start, but then it mm-hmm. would get um, scary because if you don't have anyone around you that has a similar uh, path, and I think that's also one of the reasons why you're doing this podcast if you don't have any yeah, examples yeah, exactly. <laughs> around you, well, yeah. it's super scary to start um, yeah. on your own. Like, mm-hmm. and and yeah, and when I finally realized that this was more in line with what I wanted in life, and and just the see the way I see work, 
and the way I I function <laughs> myself, like the mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. my brain works. Um, I was like, yeah, I need to I need to find a way to make it work. So right, right. Yeah. Are you are you not afraid that even by doing your own things, like for instance, this I don't know for how long you're doing this now with mm-hmm. Notion, but are you afraid that sometimes at some point you'll also get bored and and want to move on? It's honestly possible, and that's why I think it's important to have different projects. Right now, right. Lately, I've been focusing a lot, yeah, on on just Notion, but I think mm-hmm. I'm gonna start opening up a bit more. Although I've been doing many things around Notion, and I think that's why so far it's been very great because I <laughs> I got to work, you know, in communities. I've got to, you know, organize a few events. Mm-hmm. I've got to right. uh, like you know mingle with a lot of things create my own templates so this is a bit more on the product side let's say because if i create templates that are at least i try <laughs> um mm-hmm. a product on its own and right. and i've been teaching also quite a lot lately so this has been very interesting to do uh it's really hard to teach very <laughs> it's super hard teaching um, about notion right yeah exactly mm-hmm. for or about horses <laughs> <laughs> maybe I, maybe i should could be could be could be, uh, yeah. but yeah, I'm open to I'm open to opportunities and to mm-hmm. ideas and right. yeah, I'm open to change overall. Yeah, yeah that's it's important. Always keeping a, an open mind. Yeah. So so tell me, how did Notion uh, pop up in your life? Super randomly, I was so <laughs> uh, it was in 2020 around this time actually in May, mm-hmm. and I was in a Facebook group for like freelancers and virtual assistants and whatever. And somebody posted a, a poll asking, what tool are you using to uh, manage your tasks and projects? And somebody, somebody commented Notion, and I did not know Notion. So I was like, oh, what is this? And I just looked it up, created my account right away. <laughs> and as soon as I started using it, I, I was hooked. I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> this is amazing. Because until yeah. then, I was not using anything um, for tasks or like I was not using any of those tools, you know. How are you uh, managing your tasks? Uh, since I was an employee for most of that time before, you know, it was just in my head <laughs> for the most part, right. or maybe like notebooks right. or stuff like that. Or depending on the the jobs that I had, sometimes we obviously had like internal to- internal tools. Sorry, exactly, yeah, uh, yeah, for that. But my own personal task, it was usually just like notes on my phone or to do list or <laughs> whatever, um, and a lot of. A lot of notebooks before that. Um, okay. And yeah, and when I realized... The analog way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and yeah, and when I started using it, I was like, wow, like this is, you know, reproducing a lot of the things that I love about analog tools still. Um, it's very flexible, but it's even more mm-hmm. flexible because you can really combine, you can relate information between each other, you know, um, specifically with like the databases you can relate databases together and then the information is linked um you can create workflows that work for you and and it was just very flexible which i loved because all Mm -hmm. the all the tools that i had to use for like internal use in my other companies i was always disappointed (laughs) in some capacity i was like oh this is not doing you know the thing that i want to do this is not working how i want it to work and it has been very frustrating in the past so mm-hmm. to f- have a tool in my hands that I can, um, you know, mold in a way that yeah. I can really create what I want yeah, from I it, it, that was really 
mind-blowing i was like wow <laughs> but, so, yeah. but tell me like did you immediately understand notion when you started using it because to be honest i i've heard a lot about notion and everyone's like yeah yeah you need to use it and i tried using it and i tried creating some templates and everything but i i didn't fully get it like i don't know maybe i'm now i kind of understand it a bit better and i understand that it's really cool but it was not obvious for me how to use this how, how was it for you? Like, how was the learning curve? It was sort of easy because, so the same day that I learned about it and created my account, I spent two hours right away on the tool. I was so excited about it that I spent two hours in a row. Um, at first, my very first page was just taking all of my very nicely organized um, favorites, you know, on my brother on Google Chrome and a mm -hmm. lot of websites and stuff like that. And so I recreated like a page with a bunch of different titles and toggles and just making a list. I was not using databases. Uh, no, actually, that's not true. I, I had created a few databases to start. And it started like this. It started with me experimenting to organize all of my information and websites on one page. And, and soon after, I just kept on doing it. The next day, I was on Notion again to experiment. And I did that for a few days. Because I was understanding that it was letting me create doc, you know, documents right, and right. arrange information in databases. But then I started like not even looking at videos per se, but I was, um, I don't remember where I started, but I think I was almost immediately on Twitter. And I realized that there was a lot of people talking about Notion on Twitter. Yeah. And I was like, wow, like this is a new world opening up for me. Yeah. And um, and I created an account again because I used to have an account back in 2009 on Twitter. <laughs> 2010. Yeah, same. Yeah, <laughs> the <very> exactly. Beginning. <laughs> Twitter have, is amazing, by the way, because it it's one of the social medias where like, I used to use it a lot, then I stopped completely, mm -hmm. and now I'm using it again. Yeah. <laughs> and and like Facebook, for instance, is the opposite. I mean, you use it and then it dies, and maybe yeah. Instagram and so on, but like Twitter kind of reborn from, from the mm -hmm. ashes. Yeah, completely. Really cool. I feel And yeah, now feel you have 2,000 followers. So this yeah. is already the new account, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is a new account because yeah, my yeah. old account, yeah, was in high school. It was just, oh my God. Thank God I, <laughs> I deleted that one because it was ah, just... Ah, damn, <laughs> I was already about to go and research. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I was always a bit careful with those kind of things. Um, getting rid of the evidence. <laughs> As I go. <laughs> Thankfully. Um, but yeah, I love Twitter. It's it's a great tool. And, and yeah, so I started like looking at people... On, on social media mostly and specific, like specifically Twitter and just looking at what they were doing with it. So sometimes they had templates, sometimes they were making videos, sometimes they were just posting on Twitter itself, you know, and I was like, wow, and just trying to pay attention to everything and understand everything. And whenever they were trying to, I don't know, make a tutorial, I was trying to follow it, even though I didn't mm -hmm. need it. Uh, for anything at the time, but I was just what? trying to learn the tool. Interesting. Uh, but yeah. what were you doing besides that? Like, did, were you working? Like, were you in between mm -hmm. jobs? I was in between. So it was after I left one of my jobs in customer okay. support for Google Ads, and I was already decided that I was going to be a, a freelancer, but I was not set yet on what I was going to do. I thought I was going to be right. doing more of like web, simple web designs with like work, um, WordPress. Right, uh, right. And I was starting to do a few websites for like friends and, and people that I knew. But then something, you know, something was just not right. And that's when I discovered Notion. And, and I don't know, I just felt 
drawn to it. It's weird to say it, but it's true. Like <laughs> I just felt the, I had a lot of time since I was not employed yeah. or working. I was in a phase where I was still thinking about what I was going to do exactly and how I was going to market myself. And, and yeah, and turns out that I <laughs> focused on Notion. It was a great choice. Yeah. So, so tell me about it. Like, why was it a great, a great choice? So you, you started building, you started like kind of becoming somehow an expert and, and you, I, I love the passion, by the way, like the fact that you just like following the tutorials, like, who does that? <laughs> to be honest, like, I, I, at least myself, like, I, I, I hate following tutorials. Like, yeah. I, I just want to, I have something in mind and I try to accomplish it. So you're mm. really passionate about this tool, which I find amazing, by the way, that there's a tool that can, you know, trigger this kind of passion from their users. I think they mm. really have the product market fit there. But how did you go from there to starting the French Notion community? Mm -hmm. So at the time, so I was on Twitter and I realized that there was a lot of content already on Twitter, on YouTube, on almost everything. But at the time in 2020, early 2020, it was almost only in English. Mm -hmm. And at least in French, like there was literally almost nothing. And I was like, that's so weird because I, I was like, this is impossible for this tool to not have any other French users. Where are they and what are they doing and why is no one creating content around it? Uh, it felt really weird, you know? And so I tried, I started like looking around online, trying to find other French users. And I, yeah, I started having this idea. Oh, it would be so cool to have a, you know, localized community just for French people. Mm -hmm. And then but I started. Why, why did you feel the need for that? Because, I mean, you speak English. It's I, yeah. fine, right? So. I Why think because I wanted need? to share, you know, I wanted to share my excitement for the tool. It was weird, but like I, I felt the need to, because even though I speak English and it's uh, fluent and all of that, it still gets tiring. It's it's different when you, at least I don't know how you feel about this, but for me at the end of the day, if I speak English for most of the day, I know I'm going to be a bit more tired than if I speak my own language, you know, um, even though I don't okay. realize it during the time, but at the end of the day, I do feel a bit more uh, tired. And and yeah, it was also, it's interesting to have different um, content in different languages because sometimes you might find differences in the way people see something, uh, cultural differences, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. And so I was curious to see how other French people <laughs> would perceive the tool, you know? Um, if I was just alone in my craziness and my passion or if other people felt the same m maybe a bit less passion but you know if they felt also um intrigued at least intrigued and happy yeah, with exactly. the exactly yeah and and yeah and so it started from this idea i started contacting a few people that were creating a little bit of content <laughs> about notion or some people that had started like meetups but very few um at the time and some of them replied, some of them did not reply. And we, with the two other girls that did reply, <laughs> um, mostly we decided to create the French community. And so that was the start of it. And it was in around September 2020 that we started talking about it. But were you already living in Portugal or still in France? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I was still, in, I was already in Portugal. Okay, okay. Because I moved here in 2018. Okay. So you're... You met these people and you said, okay, maybe there's a possibility to create a community. And, and you just did it as a way to share 
your passion and see if the others mm -hmm. would have the same passion for, yeah. for Notion as you, as you did. At, at the time, were you thinking, okay, maybe I can uh, make a profession out of this? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I was, I was just starting to think maybe I should create templates, paid templates, um, or become a Notion consultant. This was starting to be an idea of mine, but it was not completely set in my mind. Um, right. So the community was, I, I didn't even know for like per se that communities could be a product in a way, you know, or. Yeah, I understand that. <laughs> so, so for me, I just did it really out of wanting connection, you know, wanting to share. And yeah, and looking back, I'm glad that we, <laughs> that this idea, you know, took on and we decided to go with it because it's a lot of work for people that just do it, you know, voluntarily. Um, but it, it's great. We got to meet really nice people, really cool people, creative people. And yeah, at the end of the day, it gave me my current contract. So <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, so how did it start? Like, uh, what tools did you create initially? Like, did you just create this community on Twitter? Did you go on Slack? Uh, how, how did you start attracting people? Tell me about like these first, uh, first days. So we took some time to think about what tool we were going to use. There was already a Facebook group that was a little bit um, not very active at the time um, about Notion in French. But it was really, I think we had 200 members on it. And it was not very active. So we decided to keep it because we thought, oh, you know, there's already a base here. Let's keep it. Uh, but we decided to create a Discord server because it's, first of all, free. <laughs> and um, and we were all doing it, you know, voluntarily. And also because it's quite it's quite powerful. We I think people don't realize that uh, Discord is actually a very good tool. Um, and, and yeah, and we decided to try. We were also interested in Slack, but we... I don't know. It didn't feel so right because Slack is, a, you know, it really has this vibe of um, internal communication, right? Or maybe between clients, which is not what we were trying to reproduce. We were just trying to have some sort of forum, you know, like a more more chill, more relaxed environment. And we thought, oh, Discord is mostly for gamers and stuff. <laughs> so maybe people will be more at ease on Discord. Um, yeah. I think it was a good choice, although there's a lot of people that don't feel comfortable with, with Discord or Slack, for that matter. <laughs> um, so we definitely still have people on Facebook, on the Facebook group, and also a bunch of people on Twitter. But on Twitter, it's mostly, you know, small conversations or just sharing content. Uh, there's not really the kind of exchange, exchanges that you can have in Discord or on Facebook that you, it's, it's just different. You know, people are not going to start conversations like long conversations um, on Twitter. And, and yeah, yeah, it started like yeah. this. And so obviously since there was already a group of people in that group, we started talking about uh, the new Discord server on Facebook. Some people came over and there was also, we just started talking about it in other Notion communities, international ones. So, for example, there was one uh, called Notion Made Simple that rebranded in the meantime, uh, and they were also on um, this. Yeah, they were also on Discord, and they had a French channel. Um, they had like French, Portuguese, uh, Spanish, and right, everything. Right, right, right. And so we said, hey, you know, we're launching this. If you want to join, come join. 
and and yeah slowly we started getting more people because then people would you know start talking about it to other people and um and we tried to reach out to people on linkedin also but it became it was very organic at the time and it was free right yeah and it still is <laughs> so i i find it really interesting also the comparison between uh, slack and discord because everyone kept telling me to use discord at first but i end up going with with slack uh for my community i think for for us it it fits us better because a lot of people already use slack in their jobs mm -hmm. and uh it's just an easier transition, I guess. But yeah, mm -hmm. as Discord is like gives you a lot of uh, a lot of uh, possibilities and integrations. And mm -hmm. for Slack, I have to build a lot of these things using their API. Actually, and yeah. I know that Discord also gives you roles and everything. Yes. Um, and of course, Slack is more expensive than than Discord, so I, I totally totally understand that. So you, you started getting your, your first uh, Notioners. Is there like a name for people that like Notion? Yeah, usually we say Notioners, Notioners, Notioners. Notioners. There, there are different it's, ways to say it, yeah. <laughs> okay. So you start getting your first Notioners. Uh, at this point, how much of your time are you putting in every day into, into this community? So like days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the very beginning when we started, yeah, because we had to build the Discord from scratch, you know, make up the rules. Uh, contact people, share it, you know, promote the community. Um, so definitely, but it was spread out, you know, like maybe three hours here, two hours there, right, you know. Right. Um, except for the, we had some session, like maybe two or three days that was a bit more packed that we were really trying to do as much as we could <laughs> in a short amount of time. Um, but yeah, then it became a bit more fluid. Okay, so you didn't know anything about building and starting communities, right? So, what 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 was like in your mind? Because when I started my community, it was kind of it happened, you know. Mm -hmm. I started adding people to Slack, and I saw okay, people really like this, and I, I kept on on building. It. But for you, you really had this intent of getting people together. You started writing the rules. You started doing all of this. Um, did you like? How did you guide things? Uh, how did you? know what to do next thankfully melanie who we so she was the the other one of the other co-admin with me she had a bit more experience with communities so she was um giving us a lot of good tips and and just overall okay. helping mm -hmm. me and and the other girl amity make decisions and funnily enough when i was in middle school and a bit of high school i did have i spent a lot of time creating forums remember the my PHP or whatever it was called. Like, I don't know if you even had that in Portugal, but my in France, PHP? No. I think it was called like that. It was like a way for you to create forums in PHP, except that you would not actually code. It was like a pre-made okay. self-hosted uh, solution. And a lot of people in France created forums about pretty much anything. It could be about dogs. It could be about plants or it could be like a, RPGs, you know, so like you would write right. stories and in, like interact with other people. Uh, I was in a forum for many years that was around graphic design and art mm -hmm. in general. Um, so it was a big thing at the time in like the mid 2000. And I, at the time I was creating a lot of forums and I was a moderator in some okay. of them. So yeah, I had a little bit of experience from that aspect because I knew that things had to be organized, you know, had to be clear, the rules especially, right, and right. and um, and how to begin, well, like what to do once you're in a, mm. in that space. So 
I think it started a bit organically and with a lot of help from uh, Melanie. And then we just listened a lot to the feedback that we would get. Right. And the ideas right. uh, from the members and just see if we thought it was a good idea or not. Mm -hmm. or, Sometimes yeah. members will give you suggestions that, uh, so I don't know, for me at least, a lot of the people ask for new groups. Mm -hmm. They keep on saying like, you should create a group just about this or just about that. And for me, I feel that it doesn't make sense to just add a lot of groups because then mm -hmm. you're just spreading the attention around and then yeah. people, you will lose engagement, for instance. That um, is true. What, what were the first groups you created? Do you remember? Uh, uh, so we don't, so what we have is like categories on the, on the menu, right. the organizations like categories and within the categories you have um, channels. And the very first few that we had was just like regular discussion. We had a help center, sort of, like where people could ask their questions. There was one for suggestion and bugs. There was okay. one for articles, like guides and stuff like that. Um, there was another one for inspiration. I think it was one of the first. Okay. I don't know if I have... Like screenshot of the actually yeah I should have taken more looking back there's many things I would do but I would take more <laughs> uh, screenshots and stuff of the of the forum yeah it's always then. like this yeah um, but yeah we started with few channels and then slowly slowly we started adding more okay. categories um, so really around how yeah. to use the tool ideas for the tool support yeah. for the tool really around yeah. Notion yeah and uh, how did it start growing like in the first month do you remember like how many new members were joining, did you add like to fight for every new member or was it like at some point just coming <laughs> organically? Do you remember this part? It was, it was, it felt kind of fast and slow at the same time. There, mm. at the very beginning, it felt <laughs> fast because we had just opened and we got like maybe, I guess, 200 members uh, very wow. fast. But That's then, a lot. Yeah, 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 it was a lot. But then, then it kind of slowed down and we would still get new members. But for a long time, it took like from the 200 first uh, all the way to the first thousand members. It feels like it took forever. I think if yeah. I look back, maybe it was not that long, actually. But uh, once we it start... It always feels for us. Yeah, <laughs> it always feels a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it feels a lot. Once we passed that uh, first thousand members, then it felt like it was growing super fast. And now, honestly, okay. we're almost at three, uh, 3,000, I think. 3,000. Incredible. Uh, I don't know. It passes very fast now. No, 3,000, it's it's absurd. And yeah. like, uh, how, how was the engagement of people? Were people just lurking and doing nothing? Because it's a free community, right? So mm -hmm. my experience with free communities is that people sometimes, they just join and they ghost everyone. They're just looking. They don't really engage. And it's, it's <laughs> crucial to have a, a live community for people to engage. So how is that? Like, were people enough, like, passionate enough to speak and, and engage uh, or not so much? Yeah, at first it was mostly, I would say the engagement went down because the first few members that actually joined, they also shared a bit of that curiosity and, and passion, you know, because right. they finally yeah. felt also, ah, we have a group, you know, in French for that. Um, and then we started getting more members and more of them were lurkers. And and that's okay. I'm, I'm, sometimes it's a bit, indeed, when you start looking at stats, uh, you can get a bit sad, but what matters is that they... I was reading a, an article recently, I think it was from Rosie, and she was saying something along the lines that 
lurkers, they're actually still great and they still play a part just because we don't know what they're doing and what their actions are. But in a way, first, if they're not asking questions or anything, it might mean that they got the answer that they were looking for right. or the yeah. um, might not be an answer, but whatever they were looking for in the community, they found it. Um, and and they might still talk about the community or the tool or the product or whatever to other mm -hmm. people, uh, maybe in real life right. more than online. So, mm -hmm. But you don't know. That's a yeah, problem. you don't know. That's the, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah. Um, but I think you have to understand that, yeah, it's a free, if it's free, just accept that this is going to be a part of uh, yeah. the members. Yeah, 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 yeah. Were there a lot of spam people coming like, hey, look at my Notion side and stuff like Thankfully, that? honestly, we've been so lucky. Now we're starting to get more spam than, and trolls. Uh, but for the, <laughs> like, it just started this year, actually, that we started having a, Okay. Those kind of people. Until then, what, it was what very did they nice. do? Uh, a lot of <laughs> recently, we had one person post the same video, link to the video on every single post uh, <laughs> from anyone on on Facebook. Uh, so he was replying to all the posts with the same video, and you know, typical spam. Um, then we had uh, some people, yeah, trying to promote just too much and not in the right channels, you know. Uh, so we, at first, we were always gentle and say, hey, you can promote your stuff, but in this channel, please. And, right. and you know, do it <laughs> maybe once in a while, like not all the time, uh, not every day. But it, we had very few of those problems, mm -hmm. thankfully. You, you, you are reaching a point where you have enough people that the others will look at your community and think it as a marketing channel. I think that's also a big problem. And, and you see that with Twitter, you see that with indie hackers. I feel that they, they call them communities, but I feel that they are more like marketing channels because, yeah, there's a way for you to create clients. And when we have 3,000 people using Notion, I can mm -hmm. imagine that a lot of people building products for Notion will, will think, okay, this is great. I will just go there and spam my product because this mm -hmm. is a marketing channel. This is not a community. Mm -hmm. This is not a place for me to meet other like-minded mm -hmm. people. This is people for me to meet clients. Exactly. So I guess it, it could it could be could be that. Yeah, 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 definitely. I think the fact that we're growing, yeah, we're being seen differently. For yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. And uh, now you actually work as a uh, kind of a freelancer for Notion, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. How how did this process go? Did you, like reach out to them? Did they reach out to you? Uh, is it a good pay? Tell me about this. <laughs> Spill the tea. Um, yeah. <laughs> so basically, since October of 2020, I became a Notion ambassador, which is like a program of volunteers that love the tool and they talk about it. And so we have um, a network in Slack, actually, where we share mm -hmm. ideas, we discuss Notion and stuff that has nothing to do with Notion. Um, okay. And on this Slack, one day they posted, a, the Notion team posted a job offer for this specific job that I'm doing, so the contract for France, Japan, and Korea. Because at the time, Korean and Japanese was already available in the as languages for the app. So it was English, Japanese, Korean. And I knew that French was in the work because I had talked with the team a lot of times. And I knew that French was going to come up eventually. Mm -hmm. And so I saw this and I was... It took me some time to know if I was going to apply because I felt uh, a bit scared <laughs> in a way. Okay. Um, and I really wanted to make sure that if I applied, I was going to be very happy with my choice, you know. So mm -hmm. 
Because but what was the, the job specification? Um, so essentially, in which is what I'm doing here, it's a mix between like helping with marketing, um, like tasks in general, because it can be very broad, helping with localization, um, also very broad because there are people that are specialized, you know, for that, mm-hmm. but helping out with those kind of things and then taking care, you know, keep doing what I've been doing before. So <laughs> managing and, and building the community, the French one. Uh, okay. So it's the same also for Japan and Korea. Essentially, just yeah, you know, interesting. Um, create events. It was very flexible from the get go. Yeah. So did, did they tell you like where you should manage this community, or could you just no. because you you already had a community of yeah. I don't know, two thousand people or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you kind of were already doing the job for free. Like yeah. <laughs> uh, did did they just say okay, great, you already have this as an experience, or did they say no, you have to follow? these guidelines you have to use slack you have to do events every other week whatever like were there like guidelines mm, there were guidelines but no strict rules like this at all and i think the reason why yeah the reason why i might have gotten the the contract is because i've done all of that with the, the other girls before um, right. the difference is that one of them one of the admins she is a virtual assistant and she's really She's been in the business for a long time. So she has this business part, you know, taken care of and she's not looking for other opportunities. Um, mm-hmm. So she was not really interested in that. And the other admin, Melanie, which I, I talked about earlier, she's more, uh, actually she could have applied, but I think she was already starting to move away from Notion a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, in general, I think she was getting a bit tired of of just being in that space. And right. so when I saw it, I was like, honestly, uh, <laughs> this is, yeah, this makes sense, right? It's just, it's the continuity of what I've been exactly, doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, when I replied, honestly, it was very fast to get an answer. <laughs> uh, okay. So I think it was probably easy for them to to think the same, you know, like there's already yeah. a base. Let's She's already going. doing this, basically. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's let's now pay her kind <laughs> exactly. of thing. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah, it's been great. And yes, Notion pays well. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah. So, so it's a fully remote job, right? Yeah, yeah. Because it's a contractor position, not a employees. They they don't work remotely. Oh, okay, okay. And and like, what what are your metrics? What do you have? This kind of KPIs and thing like, yeah, you need to. I don't know. I don't even know. Like, I I, I didn't even know this was a job. Like, to be the head of a community or something. So, like, what what are the metrics that Notion gives you? They're not looking at metrics so much. I mean, if I report them, obviously I, I try to share mostly the the growth of uh, of Notion. And if there is like, for example, events, I always try to share the engagement on events. So like the actual number of signups, the number of uh, okay. show up um, comments and stuff like that. But it's not the only thing. It's mostly about action taken rather than um, results that are less in your control right because you can you can take a lot of uh, actions and sometimes you might be a bit disappointed by the number of followers you know that you're gaining mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. i think this is something that sh- comes up a lot in um, creators and indie hackers and this kind of world <laughs> freelancers yeah. in general is that it matters what matters most is like consistency yes. and, uh, and so if you are consistent in your actions then results usually come right so it's not a hundred percent chance that uh, things will go perfectly well, exactly. but yeah. um, still it helps. It helps if you're being consistent with your content creation or your development 
marketing, mm-hmm. whatever you're doing, just keep doing more of it, and you know people will notice. Yeah. So but they don't give you like uh, the like let's say number of posts you need to do or number of events you need to do. Mm-mm. They don't control you in that way. No. No, wow. they, that's what I really like about doing about this current uh, like this it's job. Weird, this but it's contract. weird, isn't it? Like, do you, I don't know. Like, at least probably you in all of your other jobs, you had things like you had to, to yeah. clean the horses or to do this number <laughs> of sales or yeah. you know this number of calls. But this seems such a I don't know an open job. Like, how can they control you? How do they know if you're doing a good job or not? By right. the result, like essentially, they can see um, if there is more engagement, more overall community members, and also more users in the space, or maybe in France, you know, or if there are more users with paid plans, or you know, that have right. used certain feature of the app. So then, I don't know exactly what they control on their end, uh, but they have analytics and they do see overall how the market evolves. Yeah. You know? So then. This kind of feedback, like really uh, data controlled, is not going so much back to me. Um, mm. But yeah, we focus more on like creating events and just engaging a lot and interesting. And yeah, sharing ideas, think, creating. <laughs> what do you think is the business uh, advantage of having such a big community? Why is Notion putting so much effort and money into building all of these communities? Do you know, because it's much easier to retain. A customer than to gain new ones so having a community is like essentially keeping them in right you have a new user if there is a community there is more chance that that person is going to keep using the tool that can right. be true for anything um or or product i mean like it doesn't have to be a software that's what i'm trying to say um because you feel supported so then you have if you have questions you know you're going to have an answer to your question if you're lacking a bit of inspiration you know you can ask people uh, to help you, you know, brainstorm some ideas. You know, you can show off your work. Uh, you can right. meet new people. So it really makes sense because on the marketing side, you can easily reach new members. I mean, new people um, get new members, <laughs> keep them in, yeah. uh, help them with the onboarding and education side. You can um, make sure that they use more features because there's mm-hmm. going to be more content created around it. Right. There's going to be people helping, so people might look for help and others will want to help, which in return makes them look like experts and they might become experts. <laughs> so yeah. then they can make a living out of this. So it's just a very, you know, yeah, a complete solution in a way. Exactly. But how do people... So because Notion is mostly free, right? It's like, when do you actually upgrade for a paid plan? Um, if you want to start using it in... Like not alone, essentially, because if it's free for your personal use, if you want to start inviting people or work with it as a team, then you need a paid plan. So very okay. quickly, if you don't use it only for your own personal organization, you're going to need a paid plan. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and that's where yeah. it's all making sense. Okay, got it. Yeah, I think there's this other company called Atlassian. I don't know if mm-hmm. you know it, like yeah. they have Jira and all of that. And they, they kind of have a similar approach. Mm-hmm. They have like ambassadors and uh, and in that way now if if uh, as a company owner I I invite people to join or, or hire people they already know Notion so they'll be like okay let's just use Notion and then we end up paying yeah. for the for the premium plan for that so yeah it's it's really interesting and it makes total sense um, 
So tell me about how does like a Notion event looks like. Have you done any? I guess you've done already some uh, real real life events. Only one so far, but uh, looking forward to to make more. It has been a bit difficult with all the COVID, you know, restrictions. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, so that that was the main reason why we didn't do more. But I did help plan more. Like, so there has been one that I planned with a, a friend called Francois, also a Notion mm -hmm. user and now a Notion ambassador. Um, we did the so this one. It was in Paris. It was in October of last year, and we got I think around like 40 people showed up. Yeah, something like that, okay. uh, because we didn't have a lot of space. Again, COVID-related, we couldn't have yeah, a yeah, huge yeah. group, but it was a fantastic night. We had so much fun. So we had four presentations um, from Notion ambassadors or experts, and they were showing each of them like a different approach or a different thematic, you know, uh, subject. And then we had, um, and this was also being broadcasted live on the No Code Front community, which is another community mm. about all the no-code tools and the environment. Right. And so that was great, actually, to partner up with them so so that, you know, we could also reach more people from the no-code uh, friends community that might right. know Notion, you know, but they might not be super interested in it. Um, it was something a bit different for them. And so, yeah, it was mostly this, these four presentations, and then we spent a lot of time just talking, <laughs> talking yeah. all together in the room and, and having cool. drinks and food, and, yeah, it was a great time. Did really you have cool. like people that you are, you kind of considered friends already, yeah. but then you met them for the first time? Yes, yes. Even my client at the time, uh, one of my clients, and yeah, and a bunch of people that I consider friends. Indeed, we finally met in real life, and it was yeah. for me. It was a I don't know. It was fantastic to finally meet those people. It's so was it awkward? No, no, not at all, not at all. Because since you're in the community, you speak to each other a lot. You know, yeah. uh, maybe not daily, but like weekly almost. Yes. And um, it just felt very natural and very, uh -huh. yeah, no, very cool to be with everybody. Yeah. I think we all had really a cool. great time. Yeah, it's, it's amazing what you have built, what, what you have made, you know, from someone that just like Notion and spend the first two hours since you found the tool <laughs> working at it until until this in, yeah. in I guess, two years less. Like yeah. it's, it's been, what, one year and a half or so. Yeah, uh, two years, yeah. The fact that you were able to get a job at Notion, yeah. that you are now getting paid to do this, is incredible, right? Like how, how does it feel? Does it feel that this is a job that uh, you're passionate about, something that you really like doing and wake up and, and don't feel tired or obligated to, to work on it? Yeah, definitely. I think this is the most fun I've had in a job <laughs> probably <laughs> almost ever. Like There has yeah. been some other jobs that I really liked, but I get tired, as I was saying earlier. I get tired easily or bored or whatever. Yeah. But this, no, it just feels very natural and it feels great. <laughs> it feels great to really yeah. get to do. Yeah, sometimes yeah. it feels a bit unreal because this whole tr transition, as you said, it's been, yeah, it's been two years because I did sign up on Notion in May of 2020. So... I don't remember the exact ah, right. day, yeah. uh, but it's been two years and sometimes it just goes so fast, you know, and I'm, I'm not realizing what yeah. exactly just went on, you know, like what, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, what happened in the past two yeah. years. Sometimes it feels very real, but sometimes it just feels like, it, did this really happen? Yeah, like, is this yeah. really my life right now? Or, yeah, no, it's, it's, um, yeah. I'm very lucky. What, 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 are, what are your plans for? For the future, that's the question I can never, <laughs> I can never uh, answer because I just, 
I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't make plans anymore because I mean, not <laughs> set plans. I do make plans, obviously. I plan like projects and stuff, um, and I do have some goals in life. But I, I try to not make any set plans because life has taught, taught me again and again that it's very unpredictable. I never ever planned on living in Portugal. I yeah, and here I am. It's been almost five yeah. years. <laughs> so just you know, I go with the flow. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see where okay. I go. <laughs> cool. Camille, thank you so much for uh, for taking the time to speak about your passion, about Notion, creating a community, about your own personal life and goals. It was really, really a pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. I had really a lot of fun talking with you. And I hope and you listeners also enjoyed this episode. Yeah, I'm sure. And uh, I will uh, link uh, your Twitter profile on um, on the show notes so that maybe other notioneers can reach out to you with questions or, or join your community. We didn't speak about the Portuguese community, but you started it as well, right? So if there's any yeah. Portuguese people listening that want to join, they can do we, it as well, yes. right? Yes, we don't have a website yet. We do have a Discord server. It's just uh, look us up on Twitter. Actually, it's going to be easier. Uh, Portugal Notion, because we couldn't get Portugal the Notion, Notion Portugal handle. <laughs> <laughs> so Portugal notion. And, and All right, yeah. I, w- I will link it in in the in the show notes. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you so much. It was really cool. And this was another interview on the Wannabe Entrepreneur podcast. And if you are a new listener coming uh, from uh, knowing uh, Camille, then there's a lot of cool episodes for you. And let me recommend you two interviews that you might like if you are into no-code or into community. So if you are into community building, I've interviewed Rosie Sherry. So it's episode 211. And she really shared really good tips on how to build a community. She has a lot of experience in that realm, and I think you'll really enjoy it. And if you are into no-code, I actually interviewed Pierre Tilma, which is a no-code freelancer. He's helping companies, people, building tools using no-code and he shared a lot of uh, tips and he also shared his toolbox, so the tools that he uses and likes the most. It's episode 170. Both of these episodes will also be linked in the description. Besides that, if you like this podcast, make sure to share it. I'm trying to grow it and if you share this interview or whatever episode you like with your audience it will really help and i have a community of bootstrappers a place where we all hang out and support each other building our own projects so if you are a bootstrapper or a wannabe entrepreneur join us in the wb space it costs ten dollars per month but believe me i think you will really really enjoy it links will be in the description make sure also to add me on twitter wb podcast See you next time.